Hello and welcome to Super Rugby Round 1 Review, brought to you by Driving Mall. Hi, I'm Paul, the guy behind Driving Mall, and boy, did we have an opening weekend. We had upsets, we had comebacks, um, and we also had drubbings as well. And to go through all of that action with me, um, I have Stephen Harris. How are you doing, sir? Very good, thank you, Paul. Good, good evening, evening, and, and uh, once again, a privilege and a pleasure to be on the TDM talking about Round 1 of Super Rugby. Yes, and now I've actually got you on the right side with your little with your um, Twitter handle underneath you. So there we go. So everyone, uh, if you want to get in touch with and, and chat rugby during the week, you can see the Twitter handles at the bottom of the screen. Um, or if you're listening to the podcast, mine is at Driving Mall. And Stephen, your your Twitter handle? It's Stephen73 underscore H. It's catchy. Catchy one you've got there, Stephen. Well done. Um, <laughs> so um, we kicked off in January. I mean, geez, it was an early start. It was hot, uh, and that definitely impacted some of the action from around the uh, around the games, didn't it? Interestingly enough, Paul, it also started in in New Zealand. Not too sure whether it, wherever you're watching around the world, but the New Zealand conferences are now starting a, a half an hour earlier, as well as opposed to seven thirty, starting at uh, five past seven. So just that extra half an hour. So it's still pretty warm, and you've got to remember we are in daylight saving hours. At this time, so in, in theory, you're probably thinking it's five past six as opposed to five past seven. But you're right, very warm. Yeah, very warm weather, and I think that's that, that played into it. Also, you've got to remember that um, the different team, or different countries, have got different rules around this. But we are um, uh, the, the, the All Blacks, for example, are only allowed to play 180 minutes in the first three rounds, um, and so all those sort of protocols are in place as well. So if there were some selections this weekend that you thought were a bit funny, that might have been why it happened. Or if there were some substitutions that happened that were a bit strange, that's probably why. It's because they're saving minutes for the next two weeks. Um, and there are some big games coming up over the next few weeks. But we kicked off on Friday night with the Blues versus the Chiefs for this 25th year of Super Rugby. It's an anniversary one, folks, as well. Oh, let's uh, let's get into it. It's rugby reloaded. Reloaded? Is that right? No, recoded. Sorry. Reco- according recoded. to uh, <laughs> according to Sky, not entirely sure what this recoded means. The last time there was a there was an issue with code, um, we uh, had a whole bunch of players separate and go north and play rugby league. But hey, hopefully that's not what they're talking about here. Um, the Blues, I went up to a 19-5 lead at half time. Um, played some. Uh, predictable rugby, it was one-out rugby, um, but the, all the players knew what they were doing, it was organised, um, they, 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 it looks like the, the coaching team have got the, the, the team all on one page at least. Yeah, Paul, interestingly, interestingly enough, I know the Blues threw a lot into their attack initially, especially by just getting the ball in the hands of some of their bigger ball carriers, but ironically, you know, even if you think back to their first try, pretty much came from, from broken play didn't it? And um, in fact, if you look at all their, at all their tries, we pretty much came from a, came from a breakout and, and just showed enough patience to, to, to finish those tries. It was, it was quite a weird performance from the home side in, in terms of, look, they looked like they were going to run all over the Chiefs, but the one thing that they couldn't really do is completely break the, break the Chiefs, go into the halftime. I mean, so that, like, that, third, that third try they scored was only really scored on, on first half, and, and I think if the Chiefs had actually gone in at 12-5 down, they would have been really, really happy, given that they hadn't had a lot of field position, hadn't been able to put, put much together. Um, but on, in terms of the Blues, they were, they were looking good carrying the ball, and of course their set-piece 
look to be a, a, a real strength as well, Paul. Yeah, well, so the, the, when they went through phases, they really basically, they were structured. You could see what they were trying to do, but they just were going nowhere. It was off, uh, yeah, as you say, um, the uh, Tony Lamborn try was off broken play. The next two tries were both off scrums, um, off set piece. Uh, even the Chiefs tries were, were, were off set piece as well. So set piece played a big part in this game. Neither side really um, were that good or, or, or could maintain a, a structure or could break down the position on multi-phase play. Um, but uh, a friend of ours, um, Ryan, um, put out a uh, from the Tri Sports app, put out a tweet mentioning how many times the Blues had lost games that they'd been leading in the second half. Um, and, and the big question mark was, why is this? And I think it, part of this is that it's basically the Blues um, are just too one-dimensional. You know what's coming, uh, and they don't change that picture in the second half, which allows the coaches at half-time of the opposition to rearrange things in their own team and basically take the game away in that second half. I'm not sure it's a fitness or an, or, or, or another thing. I think it's that, um, that, 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 that that's what's going on here. And we saw that with the with the Chiefs. They came out, we had a line-up more, um, a good break, uh, and suddenly it's 19-all um, after 50 minutes. Uh, and, the, and what looked like, as you say, a promising position for the Blues had evaporated. Mm. Oh, listen, look, I, I, I thought the, the Chiefs, I mean, so whatever, Warren Gatlin, and, and listen, congratulations to Warren Gatlin, his first time back in New Zealand coaching a super rugby side, and uh, whatever he said and the changes that he made for the Chiefs absolutely worked the treat bringing uh, Anton Leonard Brown on, but especially um, Aaron Cruden. Uh, Aaron Cruden just seemed to manage the Chief, Chiefs in the right area, you know, goal kicking, goal kicking aside. He just basically knew when something was on how to ignite that uh, Chiefs back line. And um, also, I've got to say, a, a real good lift from the Chiefs forwards as as well. And they were really strongly led up front by, by Takiaho. All of a sudden, he seemed to be their, their go-to guy getting over the advantage line. I know, Paul, you mentioned to him mentioned him to me a couple of years ago if he could sort his line out throwing in because he's a, a heck of a unit, isn't he? Very, very big. Big and I put a tweet out there saying, right, who's going to be the top the top try scoring hooker um, of the uh, in, in Super Rugby? Is it going to be Takiaho who picked up a couple, or is it going to be um, oh the Brumbies player? Um, I want to say Flossy now, but I think that's wrong, isn't it? Gets a lot, gets a lot of tries from Malls. I know that. Much. Yeah, gets a lot of tries from Malls, but so does Samasoni as well. Um, Tokolati. Um, sorry, I call him by his first name because I'm used to being in the the Waikato. Um, changing rooms. I've interviewed him a few times, and, and so I, I guess, sorry, uh, media rooms. And yeah, everyone, everyone talks um, talks about him as, as well as Sammy actually. Um, but um, he, uh, yeah, yeah, those two guys I think are going to be going to be one and two as far as try scoring from hooker um, goes. So look out for those for, the, for that race this season. Um, yeah. They they both got a pretty good uh, strike rate uh, on, on the pitch. And if you're looking for a fancy uh, fancy rugby player that perhaps flies under the radar. For a few tries, there you go. Um, Some of Sony's could be a good one for you. I think, I think the player you were thinking of is Fyanga. He scored. Um, That's it. A thank lot, you. Scored a lot of tries from uh, line-out drives, if I recall, last year. He always tended to pick up a brace, didn't he? Usually mm. in, in most games. And he's picked up. Uh, yeah, I think he scored 15 tries last year. The top tries. Uh, I think he equaled the most tries by a forward ever in Super Rugby. Um, and, and, and again, he scored again this 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 weekend. So. Um, yeah, those yeah. For, for those of you who play fantasy rugby, two players there that you might want to pick up. They're potentially on the cheap. So yes, 
I mean, uh, some of the Blues issues that we've seen for many years, um, kicking goals, Perifeta, yeah, um, didn't help himself tonight, left left too many points out there on the pitch, um, which could have been the difference in, in, in this one. Um, and, uh, yeah, in, in, the, basically the Blues knew that, the, or sorry, the, the, um, the Chiefs knew the Blues couldn't play the length of the pitch, played some good, uh, Cruden played some good game management with players like Anton Leonard-Brown, Tapia and Triple T around him. They just, yeah, controlled the game and uh, got, got themselves out to a good win. Um, and it proves that, I think, one of the things we were saying pre-season, Chiefs are one of those four teams that are real real title contenders. It's going to take them a few weeks to get up to speed um, with because of new personnel and new coaching, but that's a really good start for them. Yeah, probably, probably the only real concern, a couple of, couple of injuries along the way, the... Uh, the um, especially the injury to uh, to Laulala looked looked sort of looked sort of reasonably serious. I mean, it's like he's probably a big part of their their plans, their number one tight head. So that's that's a little bit of a concern. But there are other areas where they've got so much depth, two quality halfbacks, and and Te Toiroa, Tahuarangi, and you know when you can bring Brad Weber off the the bench, that's pretty handy. And uh, and of course, if they can keep um, Aaron Cruden relatively fit and a lot of inter- interchangeable options in that midfield and I must mention Quinton Tapaya he's another one that you've highlighted in, in recent times I think for a first up against an English international Joe Marchant I, I think he um, he more than held his own yeah and Joe Marchant did okay as well um, to, to be um, uh, to, 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 to be to, to be fair uh, I think a lot of us are going to follow, be following his progress this season after that though we went across the ditch to uh, Canberra um, for the Brumbies versus the Reds obviously with all the bushfires going on, I mean, part of Canberra was apparently burning at this point. So no wonder there wasn't that big, bigger crowd. Um, but um, they, the, the game managed to uh, managed to go ahead. The Brumbies got themselves a narrow win over the Reds. But this one was, uh, well, the, my, my first win in my note is, notes is errors. Um, is that this, yeah, both sides here. Brumbies kind of pressured, uh, had lots of dominance, but couldn't um, deal that killer blow. And the Reds early on, especially, uh, have they even been introduced to each other? I mean, it really was a bit scrappy, wasn't it? Yeah, very much so. I mean, so for the for the Reds, they I mean, I say they 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 sort of leaked. Uh, they pretty much leaked some early. They leaked an early try, um, but they actually did hit back with a couple of their of their zone and led left seventeen seven. I thought that might have just given the the confidence to to go forward. But you know, probably their own worst enemies making too many too many errors. And the Brumbies are one particular team that can hold onto the ball for long periods and I think they just basically applied a, a lot of, they applied a lot of pressure at breakdown. God, there was a lot of turnover penalties in this game as well, probably the probably the highlight of the game, but uh, just really at the end of the day, I think that pretty much that late, late try to the Reds almost almost flattered them. They'd be pleased they picked up the bonus point. Yeah, so I mean 20 unanswered points in that second half for mm. the, um, for, for, for the, for the Brumbies. As you say, controlled the ball well. Um, had a few players. I mean, I think perhaps some some players I think were trying to overplay there, um, over, over there. Uh, Wilson, for example, was not only made breaks, but was throwing all sorts of weird offloads and passes that just were not on um, for, for, for the number eight. So I think yeah, both those teams need need to think about uh, just getting the basics right. Concentrate on that first before you try all the all the flare stuff. Um, there was a tweet um, that some um, junior. Oh, gone blank. Um, Patara, the sorry, no, the um, the ex Blues player also played for Extra Chiefs, um, Samoan international, Polly something like that. Anyway, Polly and Ganga, yep, yep, Polly and Ganga. That he likes. Uh, well, someone was asking, how do the players 
um, play what's in front of them. And I replied, look, by having the confidence, by having the confidence from the coach to do that, and told that you're not going to be chastised for it. And he liked my tweet because uh, that's exactly what it comes down to. That's why we see the players giving it a go. Players were giving it a go in this game, but perhaps they need to get their their, their um, so their basics right first before they try that kind of sort of yeah. some of that some, some of that stuff. One, one thing we may cut them a little bit of slack. Um, the conditions were extremely hot. I know the uh, coach of the uh, the Brumbies basically pretty much came out um, post game and, and mentioned that this was bordering on dangerous. I think it was upwards of about 38 degrees. But as as previously stated, we are in late January. We are, and look, they're allowed to have drinks breaks as long as both coaches agree. Apparently, one of them didn't. The idea is that it was probably the Reds because they used to playing in hotter weather from further north. But that's just wrong. To trying to do it for tactical purposes. Look, guys, it's hot. Take the drinks breaks. Um, let's be safe around these players, please. Mm-hmm. Overnight then, and we went over to a totally different style of game over with the Sharks and the Bulls. Um, we had something like 31 kicks from hands in the Blues game, um, 30 in the Brumbies Brumby versus Reds. We had 76 kicks from hand in this game. Um, again, it's too hot to be playing rugby in Durban at this time of year, folks. Okay? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not, 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 not to mention the ball. Um, it, also, the humidity in Durban, as um, one of your previous guests, John O'Connor, said before, it's you know, ball, the ball is like a piece of soap over there. Hence the kicking game. I don't think a lot of these teams want to play play too much code um, in, in in their own halves. Um, listen, this game was pretty much it, it tightened up near the 76th minute when it was 16-15, but uh, um, the Sharks pretty much wrapped it up with a. Mohamba scored a very good try try near the end, but um, yeah, not a, not a lot to write home. You've got to got to say, Paul, it was a real a real um, grind this game, wasn't it? Only only two tries to the victors. Yeah, only two tries to one try. Um, oh no, sorry, only two tries to the victors. Yeah, right. Yeah, the, the Bulls didn't even get there. Um, yeah, this Bulls this Bulls side, uh, and it's got a bit of a back to the future kind of style to it. It's got lots of young players, but it's also got Mornay Stain trying to pull the strings um, now. I don't think you can blame him too much for it being a kicking game. As you say, the, the, the humidity there was just was nuts. It was the right style of play to play. Um, they, um, one, one of the things that um, uh, another friend of mine from Durban, um, that Andre says, is that don't expect try bonus points in the first month from, from games in Durban. They just don't happen. Um, and we can see that. You can see why with this kind of, with this kind of performance. Um, the Sharks really won this, won, won this one at the breakdown. Um, they, they, they dominated that area, and that's where they won it, which meant the Bulls couldn't get rid of continuity, couldn't get any tries. Um, but we did get a Mornay Stern, uh, Stain um, drop goal, which is always nice to see. <laughs> I, I do wonder, Paul, if you sort of look at some of those, uh, those outside backs for the, um, for, the, um, for, the, um, for the Bulls, you know, Speckman, Hendricks, Gallant, these guys are all brilliant runners, but you've got, a, you've got a, basically a first five who's more of a a static kick out of the out of the hand type first five, just a little a little weird to me. You, you want somebody who can ignite that, those outside backs because that's a, a strength for them. It is. I mean, they've got the, the stormers coming up this weekend, but I think um, I think we have to wait a couple of weeks before we see whether they're going to constantly play a kicking game or whether it was a matter of conditions because mm-hmm. it could have been just conditions on that night. Uh, but yeah, you're right. Stain does have that reputation, especially on the high belt. He can pretty much kick from one goal line to the other. Um, when, you, when you've got that option, the forwards really do like you to do that. <laughs> um, 
we follow this up with arguably game of the round. Um, the uh, the Sumhalls versus the Rebels, 36-27. Um, we have plenty of um, plenty of action in this one. Um, with the the Sumhalls have had two weeks preparation. Was it two weeks or uh, three weeks preparation coming into this game? Now, if you were to watch the game and say which sides had three weeks preparation, you'd say the Rebels. They either they were complacent or just really badly coached um, coming into this one. But the the, the Sumhalls here's a team of guys. Um, look, no one's there from last year. Um, they've got a brand new head coach as well, uh, and yet they're still playing a similar style of rugby. Um, but here's a bunch of guys who basically are not wanted by other rugby teams on the whole. You've got your players like your Mitch Jacobsons and etc. in there um, who are very much fringe or even just training um, squad players. have got themselves an opportunity to play rugby they enjoy um, and approve a point to other, other people. And we saw them there. We saw, we saw them doing that. We saw them just enjoying playing rugby with no real pressure, didn't we? Yeah. Listen, look, the, the Rebels will be really, really disappointed. You, you know, you've arguably got um, well, at least four names that I that I can see that went away to Rugby World Cup in Tumor, Hodge, Corabetti, Haylet Petty. So, you know, there's, there's some quality in their, in their back line, but um, that back line really, really struggled with um, with former England Midfielder Ben Teal. I thought Ben Teal was was direct, but I thought he was he just took a lot of stopping, and I just thought he gave them a point of uh, point of difference in the uh, in the in the back line. And um, Garth April at first five, we, we all know what a gun goal kicker he is, former former Sharks um, player, uh, very very good goal kicker, and of course some some uh, real good finishes in um, in Fafita and also Ty on on the wing. So. They look really good, and actually, I think a former former Brumby at fullback, James Dargaville, as well, he converted himself from midfield well, midfield winger into fullback. Yeah, and he had a great. He, he ran back a try early in the second half, really, really well. I this 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 Rebels team played some dumb rugby. Let's mm. be clear. Um, they only went over five phases about twice. Uh, they kept kicking away. They seemed they had this idea that chipping over down the right wing was going to get a try. It did eventually on about the fourth attempt. But but before that, they'd given away a try doing it. Um, they I, the only good thing I can say about the rebels is that they stuck to their task and followed through on what their plan was. The fact their plan wasn't working um, and was um, and was broken um, was means that they shouldn't have stuck to it. But yeah, they they had persistence um, and yeah, they shouldn't have done. They they really got things wrong um, on the night. So yeah, well done to some walls. I think most of us were expecting the Sunwolves to lose every single game this season. Um, so this is absolutely... And now they're top of the Australian Conference after round one. Fantastic. <laughs> and, and, and you know what? And, and, and they'll take a lot, a lot of confidence out there. You know, there are some really good individual individual players. And probably, you know, the likes of Jared Adams, the Auckland, uh, the Auckland uh, loose head prop, obviously missed out on a super super contract. So decided to, decided to head uh, over to the Sunwolves, picked up a contract there. Brendan O'Connor, the former Blues... Blues uh, flank is also playing over there, so you know they're not they're, they're not the worst, if if you know what I mean. Also, great to see a, a really good performance too from former Northland lock uh, Michael Stolberg. Um, Michael was a former Australian uh, age group lock, and uh, listen, I, I thought he put in a very good performance. Was always their, their go-to man, and seemed to be right in the thick of it when when basically carrying the ball forward. Yeah, there are a bunch of guys here who are fringe, who are very very good. Might have 10 cup level, curry cup level players. Um, 
the guys who, who run the team at that level who are fringe, who, who can step in. I mean, Mitch Jacobson did a really good job at the Chiefs last year when there were injuries, but they're not quite there getting those contracts. They're, 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 in, they're in the shout, but as you say, they're all decent players, um, but they're being asked to play a style of rugby that they enjoy. And I think that's that's what we saw more than anything else um, out there. Um, we then went on to the um, cruise, the, 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 the champions um, hosting uh, the Waratahs. And this one finished um, 43 uh, 25, but um, if anything, that scoreline makes it sound closer than it really was. Um, there were some tweets out there I saw talking about how the Crusaders are making this rugby look easy. Um, and what's and the reason they're doing that is because of the amount of running that you're that the players are doing off the ball to be to be there in support. Um, and players look up, they can see a player immediately there, and they can offload it and they can keep that ball alive. And by keeping that ball alive. The defence never resets, and you basically you, you 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 get to play some really nice rugby because you're on the foot, well, you're on the front foot, um, and the defence is, is scrambling. Um, the so a lot of people will talk about oh wow what wonderful offloads and all this kind of stuff. The amount of work off the ball that these players are putting in is crazy, um, and that's what makes it all look so easy for the ball carrier. Mm-hmm. Um, oh listen. Listen, the, the things that stood out to me is obviously what you've, you've just mentioned, but also the, the score tightened up around about the 58th minute. I think it was 24-18. Credit to, credit to the, the Waratahs because they've got a lot of, lot of youngsters and um, they, hit, they hit back. And I'd say full credit to the, uh, the, um, the boy out on the, uh, the wing for, uh, for the Waratahs, uh, Makwanatasi, I think is pronounced, pronounced it. Only, only a youngster. But uh, listen, he scored two tries, and he had a bit of work to do on 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 both occasions. He actually um, probably um, on the first occasion he showed a clean pair of heels to Will Jordan, who's not slow. And in fact, that was the second try. But the first try, he basically stood him up and, and scored in the corner. So um, listen, good good work from the young fella. They showed, you know, they showed they've got some ability. Kurtley Beale at the back, um, the Waratahs. They probably had three real clear cut chances. In the first half, but never really took them. Paul and I thought Kirtley Bill always, always looked uh, always looked dangerous. But the problem is for the Waratahs in the now, final I'll, wash, I'll, they yeah, missed about that, 40, the, 40 odd tackles. They 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 really worked well to give him space, mm-hmm. and he looked dangerous. But he took the wrong option most mm-hmm. just about every single time. Yeah. Um, and that was the problem is that yeah they've they've got him into space. He's got players around him, and he passes to the guy that's covered. Rather, he doesn't even look the other way, where he's got two open guys um, from memory from one, from one of them, uh, and and that's the real problem here is is that is him taking the wrong options is is is, is killing this tar side. Right? There, I mean, there was a tackling issue as well, um, but when you've got when you're on the back foot, you're scrambling, you're going to miss quite a few tackles. But the um, yeah, the first up tackling needs to improve. Agreed. But Beals, yeah, his decision making, he looks dangerous, but he's just making too many mistakes. Um, also, I mean, yeah, they, they just keep um, wheeling off the, the, the players off the production line, don't they? Um, as you mentioned, um, Jordan went over for a couple of tries with a couple of people going, wow, he's going to be top try scorer this year. Hang on a second, folks. <laughs> Bridge and, Bridge and Reese didn't even start the game. So, look, yeah, yeah. Um, there's, uh, the, the only problem from a fantasy rugby point of view for these players is that they will get rotated. The good thing about that is that they will be fresh when they do get to play and they will play well. Um, Paul, Paul, I was going to say a player who's been around for a long time now, but he's only 24 years old. And um, listen, I thought he was exceptionally good as David Havili. 
Mm. I, 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 I thought he was really, really good. I know um, we've highlighted Jordan, Jordan and, and Faya Nuku looks a, looks, looks a good prospect as well. But I, I think if David Havili can keep this consistency going, I think there's no reason why he can't put himself into a black jersey frame later in the season. Yeah, but we've seen that for the past three years. Um, <laughs> now, he's lucky that Hansen's now not selecting. Hansen clearly didn't like him as a player for some reason. Uh, now, the question is, was that across the whole of the um, of the coaching group, in which case Ian Foster won't like well, him either? Um, well, I, I, well, I'll tell you what, Paul, I, you know, the picture to me is a little bit more open because obviously Ben, ben Smith mm-hmm. is has pretty much moved on. Um, I'm, I'm still not sure about Damien McKenzie being a fullback, and I'm certainly not sure about Geordie Barrett in the uh, in, in the um, in the 15 jersey. So to me, it's that position is still a little well, it's still wide open. But I think he's he's one of those players that's that I think a, a bit like Matt Todd um, with the Crusaders, who just who is who is is part of the the um, well, he's not one of the, it's obviously he's not one of their internationals, but he's one of those guys that is that glue that holds this side together, that makes this side tick. Um, yeah, David Havili is, is, is a wonderful player. One player for the, from the, the Waratahs I just want to mention before we do move on, though, um, is uh, Harrison, the fly, the young fly half. Um, good to see. He had, a, he, had a, he had a decent game um, at 10. Didn't set the world on light, but didn't make it didn't make too many mistakes either. Um, and I think it's hopefully put to bed the idea of Curtly Beal playing 10 at the Tars. Um, Curtly Beal needs to be more free-ranging than that. I think Harrison had a decent game, uh, and that was good to see. Paul, Paul I think um, um, Rob Penny has just really got to stick with this guy, just, you know, yeah. regardless. And just, just just give him the confidence to say, hey, you're going to be you're going to be our team moving forward. Let's 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 go from there. I mean, it says, for all Kirtley Beal's sort of shortcomings when it gets to getting players in the right position, I actually do like him at fullback because he is creative, and I think he's one of those players with a little bit bit more space. I don't really like him in the midfield. I quite like Cam, um, Carmichael Hunt at second five. Looks really creative. Got a couple of really good offloads off. But I also thought the other guy that really impressed me was Gordon, the halfback. He's a, a heck of a good runner. And he's he's really dangerous when um, when opportunities from quick ball are available. Yeah, the big thing for me is when you see Bill in that um, 12 jersey, he tends to run sideways too much. By having it 15, it doesn't matter if he runs lateral. That's part of what 15s can do. Um, Carmichael Hunt, also solid defensively as well. Um, he puts in some big hits uh, and, yeah, it, you, you don't run through him. Um, so he's a good guy to have next to a young um, fly half in that sense. The only person I would talk about is, is um, Mac Mason, uh, who I think is injured. But he's been the future Wallaby number 10 for a number of years now that hasn't come through for about the last two or three years. This is his kind of. This was supposed to be his big year. Now that um, oh, I've gone blank as the, the the guy who's who left the task who's who's there ten before. Bernard Foley. Bernard Foley. Thank you. Um, since Foley's moved on, he was supposed to be the guy that stepped in. He, uh, having an an, e- an early season injury hasn't helped that at all, obviously. So well, it'll be interesting. Um, but I say Harrison to me had a good game. Um, after this one, we moved over to the... Which one was next? Um, Stormers versus the Hurricanes. Oh, dearie me. 27-0. Now, Stormers, along with the Chiefs and Crusaders, were one of, uh, one of the four teams that we had down uh, pre-season as being a contender um, for this competition. But to put it away... And the Hurricanes have a history of blowing hot and cold 
for their um, uh, for, for their opening game of the season. And I, I remember them putting away the Sunwolves by eight points, um, but also losing to the Bulls recently um, away by a big margin in their opening game. So I'm not sure this is something that the, the, the Hurricanes seem to have within them. Um, but um, yeah, this was one of those silly plays like Billy Proctor blocking um, uh, the, the the runner, picking up a couple of yellow cards. I mean, for Peter also for a high tackle, um, spending 20 minutes. So and they, they were back to back. So they had 20 minutes there of one man down. Um, yeah, this discipline and just general play was really poor from the count. Yeah, just the, the, the real disappointing thing for me is, is that you, you really want your, your senior players to stand up in this situation. And I don't think any of those senior players really stood up. Um, TJ, TJ Piranara just seemed to seemed to be, what of a better word, a little bit, little bit off his game. But, uh, you know, just, just in terms of his own discipline. Um, was, yeah, he, was, was, yeah, he, he, yeah, he was talking to the ref and the sniping and he, just went, he went too far and he, and he upset the ref. Yeah, and even even had a crack at one of his own players, um, um, uh, Carifi, as as a duplicy Carifi as well. And I, I mean, listen, I thought out of the fifteen, Carifi I thought was the best on on show. He just seemed to be <laughs> one player who was basically commi- committing himself around that ruck area, getting in, being competitive. And they needed to be against a a Stormers team that had, I think, um, it was upwards of twelve players in the in the starting twenty-three nine. Nine that initially sort of started six and six in the pack, six Springboks in the pack, and when you've got the Steph De Toy, who, who's arguably one of the better rugby players around in the world at the moment, making that number six or six, or he plays in the seven jersey, but to me he plays more like a, a six. You also have Colisi up there, and that uh, that front, that Stormers uh, front row as well. Well, they they were they were Mel Herber, Mohambi, and uh, Kitsoff especially. Uh, this Kitsoff got a neck. Seriously, he looks like a head on top of shoulders. Top of shoulders. They they were extremely, extremely solid, and and ruthless. And they just didn't give the Hurricanes any any go forward. Knocked them back on the advantage line. And for me, that was the real disappointment. I think you've got to change it up a little bit. You know, if you keep knocking on that door and you're getting knocked backwards, getting no go, getting no go forward, you, you're not going to get guys like Nani Lomapi or or Proctor into the into the game. I mean, to say Proctor. He's the, what is he, a five-year signing? Yep. Um, you know, he's, he's still a young player. You need to get guys in, into the game. Um, and then you, you sort of look at the uh, the back three. I thought the back three were all probably, dare I say it, off, off their game as well. Geordie Barrett just trying to... This is what happens with this Hurricane side. When things are going wrong, they all... I think they break away from their supposed pattern and all try to do far too much on their own. Yeah, I mean, my, the only... Um... The uh, yeah uh, in, in the live chat yeah talks too much TJ yeah he does um, at times and he definitely uh, he definitely was saying the wrong things to the to the to the, to the ref but this the, the problem for this Stormers team is that so is that they didn't have to go past ten in this game now you're right they've got they've got a very good pack and with Herschel Yanchis and Damon with Willemser they've got a decent a good good nine ten um, but they didn't they didn't get to use those um, the Petersons I mean and with Dylan Lade they can play left right and they did a bit of that. We saw them doing a bit of that, that of, of playmakers, but um, yeah, Jamie Roberts didn't really have to do much in this game. Uh, if we look at their tries, two were from intercepts, one was a line-out drive, and one was a cross-field kick um, very early on by Herschel Yanchis. Um, so yeah, those backs hardly um, had any uh, had, had 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 anything to do in this game apart from a bit of defending. 
Uh, again, in the, in the chat, no Bodhi um, equals breakdown from within. Oh, <laughs> the, um, but um, yeah. So this this is a it's, this is a transition year for the for the, for the Hurricanes. In that, in, in can Fletcher Smith or Gordon Bashup step up into that ten jersey? Okay. And that so far, they haven't. Um, unfortunately, yeah. uh, see um, on on the Silver Fern Forum, um, Fletcher Smith being called Journeyman because he's onto his like third Super Rugby franchise. Uh, this has got to be the year that he steps up and becomes Super Rugby level. Um, otherwise, yeah, I, I, I think his career is going to be pretty much over. To be honest with you. It's really, it's really interesting. Most of the really, really good first fives are doing a lot of talking to their halfback. They have an expectation from their halfback. They have an expectation of the of the ball that they're they're about to receive, and uh, it, it just, you know, it just really didn't happen happen for um, for the Hurricanes where Williams are at first five looked to have time. You know, there were times he could even run run sideways, straighten straighten the lineup, and um, I, I thought he had a solid game. But I'm saying that if you really analyse the Stormers passing, like you previously said, it didn't. We didn't see it. We hardly saw a fluent backline move. And given that they've got some real pace, that the seven specialists in Sinatla and and Pedersen out wide, not to mention late at the back, that's a lot of pace. And they they didn't even they didn't even have to use it. Probably no. says more about about their own performance than, than probably the Hurricanes' performance. Yeah, we are going to see, need to see more. From, from the Stormers this season if they are going to challenge, um, but they didn't need to do it today or, or the weekend, sorry. Yeah. Um, final game of the weekend was um, another drubbing, um, 38-8 um, by the Haguares over the Lions. And the Haguares are that fourth team, along with the Crusaders, Chiefs and Stormers, who we really think are going to be the challengers this season um, for uh, for this. Oh, by the way, actually, yeah, sorry, one thing for, first before I go there. Um, this, this Canes team is done in the chat in the live chat. I don't think so. Um, we've seen them have big losses to the Bulls away from home at the first game mm. of the season. I think that um, they can move on and still and, and still play some good some good rugby this year. Yeah. I, I was going to also mention too the the two props that came off the bench: Pody Darkety Stones and and also Tavita Mafilio. If you remember, Tavita Mafilio, eight days previous was in the wider training squad for the for the Blues. Only only 21 years old, so I went over there. As 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 a replacement, so they had, you know, they, they did bring some young guys off the bench, but you know, there's some real learnings as well. We know the we know the um, the talent of us, um, the uh, Moore, the hooker, but man, that um, that weakness that he's got in terms of throwing in, he's going to have to sort it out if he wants to push for higher honours. Yeah, you got players like Dane Coles, Ali um, yeah. to come back as well. Um, so yeah, look, this is the, the this yeah the, the, they will they will be much better better than this. <laughs> Don't yeah. worry. Um, final game of the round, so Hagarai's versus the Lions, um, thirty-eight eight. The try bonus point there for the um, for the Hagarai's. Similarly, as the Stormers and the uh, Crusaders also racks up. Um, the uh, and Chris well, yeah, is um, is this truly the end of the uh, great? Ish Lions team, and yes, I think it is. I think they've just lost too many players over the last three seasons, um, and they just don't have the skills there. What I think we're also seeing is also perhaps the start of the impact of the salary cap that um, South Africa has, has imposed across their six professional teams, um, and that they just can't afford to keep all their players anymore. It's why you've got players like um, Marks playing in Japan um, in the top league, 
uh, missing out on Super Rugby this year. Um, RG Stamen's over there as well, uh, and there's been lots of clips of him on um, uh, on, on Twitter, man against boys. Um, let's be honest. Um, but uh, yeah, this is very much a rebuilding, uh, and it'll be a new great uh, or new good Lions side if it becomes good. Uh, yeah, it's definitely uh, the, the end of that era where they went to a couple of finals, uh, unfortunately. Yeah, it, it, it closed up at, at halftime, 10-8, and we thought we were in for a, for a tight contest. But, uh, you know, the irony of it, uh, Krema, the number seven for the Hagawaris, gets yellow carded. And f- four minutes later, they, they, score, uh, they score their, their, um, they score their uh, second, second, second try. And uh, it's, what, 28 unanswered points in the second half? Yeah, and, and some lovely tries in the second half. Um, now, you remember also they lost their um, uh, the 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 fly half early on, um, and then in um, I've just got the wrong game up on my phone. Um, but they lost, yeah, they lost. Um, uh, who was it? Um, Diaz Benelli um, early on, and we had um, uh, Miotti come on, uh, who ran the show really, really well for them. Uh, he had a very good game. Uh, and when he wasn't expecting to be having to play that long, um, Moroni uh, also um, scored a couple of really nice tries um, as well from from, from outside centre. Uh, and yeah, this is a uh, Hagiwaris team that's moved, that's continued what it was doing. Really dangerous backs, really solid tackling, a bit of a dodgy set piece. Basically, it's 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 yeah, we have, it's. It, 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 they're, they're looking very similar to last year, aren't they? Oh, very much, very much so. They've just got. Listen, they have lost a, a few players from last year, but you, you look through most of the names. Most of the names are from there, there, from from last year, and you know a lot of international experience as well. And listen, they'll probably want to go one better than what they did last year, and that pretty much starts by winning the conference. Yep, absolutely, and that's. Um... And this is this is what this season is going to be really interesting is because the, the Africa Conference to me is between the Stormers and Hagaris. It's going to be interesting. That, that battle's going to be really kind of really kind of big. Um, the battle over in New Zealand is between the Chiefs and the Crusaders, um, and Australia. Well, to be honest with you, I don't think they're going to worry too many um, sides come or not, not be too involved come the pointy end of the season. Um, just very quickly, I'm not really predictions. But we'll just have, um, next week um, kicks off with. Um, the Highlanders versus the Sharks. We've not seen the Highlanders play yet, um, so I'm really interested um, in, in 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 that one. Um, but let's be honest, the game of the round is going to be on on Saturday night. Chiefs versus the Crusaders. That's looking like uh, it's going to be a cracker, isn't it? Did you say my Chiefs versus the Crusaders? I just said the Chiefs versus the Crusaders. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I've got, yeah, no, got a Blues jersey on, so no, no, um, no, no, very much, very much so. Um, that Chiefs Crusaders one. Really, really looking for that. I mean, so the Chiefs would have taken a lot of heart out of that victory. You know, that was no mean feat to come back from from 19-5. Let's let's not forget that, regardless of maybe some of the so-called shortcomings the Blues might have. Uh, really, really looking forward to that one. Yep, a couple of the games. That the, so I'll be live straight after the Highlanders versus the Sharks and the Chiefs versus the Crusaders, and also the Haguares versus the Hurricanes. So those are the three games I will be coming. Um, I'll be doing live post-match reactions too. Um, other games are up there though. Brumbies versus the Rebels, um, which is going to be interesting to see how the Rebels bounce back from that. Sunwolves um, thrashing. Waratahs versus the Blues. Lions versus the Reds. Um, and finally, Stormers versus the Bulls. But a, a, a cracking lineup of games this coming weekend. 
Um, thank you very much, Stephen, for um, joining me um, for this uh, for, the, for the show. Don't forget, you can see uh, Stephen's oops, over there somewhere, uh, his Twitter handles. So have a chat with him during the week. Um, also, head over to drivingmall.com. Um, I think around about midnight-ish, um, my Super Rugby predictions will be coming out, and around about 11-ish, um, my Six Nations predictions. So um, look out for those. They'll be coming out soon on drivingmall.com. Um, and also, uh, Major League Rugby is kicking off next weekend as well. So Major League Rugby predictions will be coming out um, I've also done a couple of previews. Want to explain the changes of the, the league structure, and also preview all the squads as well. So if you want to, um, if you're interested in the uh, knowing what's going over on on in the states through, uh, especially major rugby, go check out drivingmore.com. Thank you very much, Stephen, and everyone. Enjoy whatever you're watching this coming weekend.